Welcome back to the Marvel Movie Minute, a daily podcast in which we assemble to explore the films of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, one minute at a time. In this, our sixth season, we are looking at The Avengers. I'm Andy Nelson from the Next Real Film Podcast. And I'm Pete Wright, and tonight I stoke the fires of animosity, Andy. As grudges are levied, grievances are aired. (laughs) That's right, we're talking about Minute 117, which begins with Nat being sure, and ends with Clint pointing an arrow right at us! (laughs) Back on the show today, uh, it's not Mike Gravano, sorry Mike, it is the Timeline Scavengers themselves. (laughs) Nope, yeah. He he is not welcome here. (laughs) I tell (laughs) you. He knows no, what we he gotta did. Say, we gotta say what happened That's yesterday. Right. <laughs> Mike was displeased because Mike didn't do the minute math correctly and picked the oh, wrong minute. No. And when we told him we got it. who was going to be on the show, his words were, I hate those guys, James yeah. Allen. I hate yeah. those guys. Yeah. It's PG-13, so our responses are... Um, We'll take him off air. I don't think we're yeah, We'll take him off air. Yeah. But uh, he knows what he did. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, no, we love Mike. And also (laughs) (laughs) the random number generator wins again. (laughs) Now, wait a minute. So you're telling us that you actually uh, this was one of the four random minutes that you picked. um, uh, Colin, right? I I think I may have requested this one, too. Did you say this? Because. What would okay. you because okay. of the the uh, the the blast? Oh, okay, maybe. I'm I'm pretty sure that it was two and three. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Oh, okay. I was going to say Mike will hate you even more yeah. if this was yeah. just randomly. Well, <laughs> he, we should tell Mike one story, and then the other story can be the true one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. 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 <laughs> you guys have the truth. The animosity for Mike I, that I have not felt in in months and months Same. and months just came roaring back. What a guy. What a guy. He's seething right now. He's just, yeah. he doesn't even know what's he happening. He doesn't even know He's why. Just mad. Yeah. 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 Oh. He can feel it. I'm going like... to get a text in like 30 minutes going, I don't know why, but I feel like I'm even more angry at you. And I'm like, <laughs> 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 don't, don't tell you, man. Well, this minute starts with uh, Steve checking, you know, he's, he's checked in with Nat to make sure she's confident with this decision that she's going to do. And she says, yeah, it's going to be fun. Uh, This is, of course, the move that she wants to do to get up to the top of Stark Tower. And her decision is, boost me with your shield, flip me into the air so I can grab onto a chariot, and then I'm going to... I'm going to take it over from the Jatari on it and basically pilot myself up to the top of Stark Tower so that I can confront whoever is up there and see if I can stop this thing. That's essentially the plan. Yeah, it's the most expensive uh, U.S. funded, sorry, U.S. government funded springboard uh, to have ever existed. <laughs> she. This is my favorite uh, line reading that I've seen. Uh, I mean, we haven't met Black Widow in our timeline yet, but like the way that she, like we've, you know, we've met her on our, on your show and whatever. This, the reading of this line, ah, it humanizes her. It it's funny, but it's also like, uh, like there's a tension built. Everything about this, the way she reads this line, is absolutely perfect in my mind. Pete, this feels very much like the director's kind of comedy threads coming through. Would you say that that's a fair thing for Tignataro? One hundred percent. This feels so much like a Buffy reading or a Firefly reading. Yes. Um, I mean, this is his uh, his stock and trade is is being able to direct people to give this kind of Oshucks kind of humor. If you didn't know who was directing this, you do now. Like, yeah. 
it's been a long time. You're 117 minutes in, but like, <laughs> oh yeah, you do. You know, you do. <laughs> just a reminder, just a little yeah. poke. For oh sure. yeah, Tig was here. Yeah. Well, I like that we had you two on last time we were talking about the 360 uh, almost camera move around our team. And this is essentially a 360 degree spin that Black Widow, probably Heidi Moneymaker, uh, Natasha or uh, Scarlet's yeah. um, stunt double, uh, does off of this shield as she jumps off of a car onto the shield, does a 360 spin as she's boosted up into the air to grab onto a a Chitauri chariot that's flying overhead. First of all, it's amazing that they put this thing together so quickly. The fact that there happens to be a chariot exactly at that spot kind of wows me that they timed it so perfectly and she doesn't just go up and then oh and come right back down um but it's it's incredibly fun and it's just great to kind of get a sense of like how smart they are as far as like strategizing and putting something like this together quickly in a way that works in a way that's uh, it's really fun really cool i have two questions can i ask a question one is a clarification because we were talking about this with the affirmation Fantastic Mike Gravano, who wishes he was here right now. We were talking about how she could, like, peg the, like, how does she know there's a thing up there? But in in the minute, you see her clocking the yeah. the, the right. sleds going over her, and her eyes keep going up, going up, going up. So she right. marks when to leave, when that thing's going to be flying over her head. I buy it. Like, yeah. I buy it, because there are a ton of them. There are, like, six more in her field of view. Uh, so it, it, it makes sense to me. But my question, Andy, I think this goes to you, because I don't think we've talked about this with, the, with you guys, uh, but maybe we did this is back on Captain America, we had some significant issues with the vibranium shield and what it does when it meets other forces. Sure. What should happen to <laughs> her as she meets the vibranium shield? She's not bouncing off of it. I think no. it's more of like a she's him leaping. pushing her up. Yeah. 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 There's there's a difference with her. Like, I mean, the whole idea of the vibranium shield technically a bullet that hits it would basically be uh, as, as like act like a cotton ball hitting it. It would just be so soft, no sound. It would just kind of completely absorb anything and just it would just kind of fall to the ground completely harmless. And to that end, sure, it, like there should be no action from her that uh, that would kind of affect anything. But he also is pushing. And right. So I think more than anything, that's mm-hmm. really what's happening is is he's essentially I mean, it could be, you know, a car door, really. It doesn't really matter that it's the shield. It could just be something that, a trash that can she lead. jumps onto. And he just, with his super strength, pushes her up. Well, I just wonder how much purchase she would get against it with her, just her feet meeting the thing. Oh. Like, would she be able to to land hard enough to stick to mm. be lifted into the air? That's probably you know. because she would, I mean, especially because it's at an angle, right? It's It's mostly flattened, like not fully, but it's like, you know, at an angle. But I feel like if she impacts, it stops that movement, that momentum. And so she can kind of squat a little bit so that when it is, I mean, my springboard joke was actually, you know, fairly truthful because that is, yeah, it is acting as the board and he is the spring to push her up so that she can launch upwards. Um, And it actually probably works better than like a car door because it can actually, she can effectively, I hate that I have to use this word, but like kind of grip so that she can have the actual like stopping and control to go upwards um, without, you know, I don't know, slipping off the side or whatever. Probably one of the more realistic uses of the shield. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably 
probably the only realistic. Yeah, right. Because is, is there a reflective? Qual- we'll get to it. That's yeah. fine. So she's off and away, and I gotta say that moment of Cap as he kind of watches her go and kind of almost gives like a little half smile. I I kind of want to think that he's just fallen in love with her a little bit in that moment. I think it's a little bit to me at least professional respect. I was gonna say to me, I think it's a little I bit of being more. reminded of Peggy. Because, like, she can't necessarily do, like, the major flips, but I feel like there's a lot of, like, this, like, I have been with a spy, you know, my entire professional career, and it's like, yeah, I kind of forget they do stuff like that. Yeah, making weird (laughs) stuff happen. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, just real quick about Heidi Moneymaker. Uh, We just talked about Heidi Moneymaker. It's so funny because, like, it's the most amazing name. You know, just Heidi Moneymaker, hire me. Like, it's just, ugh. Perfect. Yeah, anyway. it is great. It is great. Well, Cap uh, is battling the Chitari that are all coming toward him. Nat, as we follow her, she is now working her way up onto the the back sled of the chariot. And we see her get up there. She cuts the line that the gunner is attached with and kicks him off. And then she uh, kind of does this thing where she grabs onto... Uh, both parts of like the handholds. I'm not exactly sure. She like jumps the turnstile of the chariot. Yeah. And she uses those to kind of launch her forward into the Chitari pilot, who again is using his little shoulder things. And as she does so, she drives uh, two blades uh, into each side of his back and then uses the Chitari itself to steer the chariot around smart yeah i mean do you like the way that she's doing all this does it work for you yeah yeah absolutely. and what do you think of the effects i will say maybe this is if this if we're not there yet i'd never noticed until the fifth time watching it for this and i've watched it more times than that i never noticed that she is pulling a yui and the and we're not quite there yet. And I really I really like the way that she I'm always noticing how she's like not running into a building. Like she's like, uh, easy, easy, gotta yeah. get in control turn, of the turn, things. Turn. Right. But she's actually cause well, we'll get we'll get to it in a second, but like I never fully appreciated what she's doing with this because it sort of feels like she's just barely sort of controlling, but she's actually kind of pulling a a, a a maneuver there, and I really appreciate it. And it works absolutely for me. It works for me because of the fact that like Anytime you're like, hi, we have this ship or whatever that works through, who knows, biology, like that's just sort of, it's vague. Anytime you do something that sort of is like, okay, I'm trying to find a way to like effectively like, I don't know what to say, like hack it, but like without like a computer, like it's like a, it is literally like a biological hack effectively. Yeah, exactly. Like she's creating her own interface in this way. Also like getting the guy like right in like the joints and part of his body that he would to turn. So like, it's not like she's putting them like in like random spots just to kind of kill him or get him or whatever. She's getting them like right where there is like a fine motor piece of his body, which I think is uh, very cool. Thank goodness. The Chitari biology is so similar to the human biology mm-hmm. <laughs> all the way <laughs> right. up to the face. And then the, the face is, just all bets are off. What I like about it is is that the Chitari, the back Chitari, are connected to the sled by like old school pigtail telephone cords, like Radio Shack remnants. I think that's a really nice. No, those umbilicals are uh, are coiled, and I think that's you know they're sturdy, and you want them to be able to compress. And 
not take up so much space. I think that's classy. I think it's more like a chain, actually. You think? I it's think it's. A, I think it's. It's like DNA. It's like two curled, like a helix, curled cables yeah. together. Yeah. Organic. It's all organic. There's no chain action in there, right? I don't know. About twenty seconds. There's yeah. a frame where it looks like. No, you're right. It, but it doesn't look like it. Looks like hoops now. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Twenty seconds. All right. Cut all that. It's just garbage. <laughs> Hot garbage. I was at the wrong second once again. Hot garbage. Maybe it's it's both. You know how light is both a particle and right. a wave. Maybe it's both a chain and maybe a it's a chain and yeah, hoops. Mike. Sometimes I'm, I'm so sorry. You had the wrong second, so I got it wrong. How dare so, you? Pete, no, I just needed to make that joke. <laughs> Everybody gets yeah. turned. What's What's interesting about the way that J- the Chitari gutter? Just to like talk about this guy who is like attached like it looks like it's going right like into the center of its back and it's like it's not holding on to anything like what is the point of that chain is it in case it falls off so that it just dangles below until the pilot finally realizes oh you're not on anymore because it's not like just like hanging bouncing off of cars yeah it just seems like a weird system like if you're going to be chained on be chained from the front into the front part of it so you know it's it like it's a terrible system but then it might be in the way of the gun you know (laughs) yeah maybe uh i mean Uh, (laughs) even the floor in front like it just doesn't make any sense being chained to the backside of this thing like i don't get it it feels like maybe also repellable as well i don't know like i'm not sure like where they're supposed to like connect disconnect like if they need to jump off or whatever yeah, I, I don't know. That's a very good question. I feel like sometimes these are one of those things where you go, aesthetically, this looks great. And then someone goes, hey, <laughs> what's the point of this? And they go, mm, I don't care for this question, so I'm not going to answer it. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Right. Look what she does to its back. Right. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's yeah. a vestigial chain. Um, it used to have a purpose, but. <laughs> it's one of those things where they go, hey, no one's going to, like, break this down into seconds or a minute. Like, no one. It's, it, don't worry about it. Exactly. Exactly. Who would do something crazy like that? Exactly. And then 20 years later. Well, as you said, uh, James, we do get this little uh, Yui that she turns here. It's a really hard. I wish that it was cut together a little better because honestly, it's a little hard to tell Mm -hmm. what's happening here. But she does turn a Yui because what happens is she has to get back to the place that they had been because we go from her turning the Yui to the start of this fantastic oneer that tracks all six of our heroes. We're going to, of course, it gets split between this minute and tomorrow's minute, but we do get the start of it as she is now returning the direction that she came. There's another Chitari chariot that comes up behind her. Iron Man comes up and takes them out, and then we're following him, and we go down to see him helping Cap, and then we see we continue following Iron Man as he flies up the side of 120 uh, Park Avenue, taking more Chitari out, and we land on Hawkeye, who shoots a Chitari in the face and then shoots uh, aims right into our face. And that's pretty much where the minute goes. But that's all one shot, and it's pretty cool the way that they've constructed it. So, so yeah, James, starting at the at the U turn. Yeah, the the acrobatics, so to speak, that my brain had to do. To be like, they left Cap behind. She gets the chariot. They're going really fast. Iron Man's going really fast. How does Cap get from there to all the way down to where they meet up with him? And I was like, James, I bet. What if What if they turn the ship around and then and then they go back? Because that's also why Hawkeye's there. Like, all my, like, since I saw Avengers for the first time, 
that shot has been like a linear thing. And I never put together there's a cap at the beginning and a cap at the end. But you know what's <laughs> interesting is that to me, it's it's actually, it, it's always been a 90 degree until we started talking about right. it. I mean, just a minute ago, because they don't give you enough of the cut <laughs> right. to actually yeah. think about the fact that she has to turn them all the way. It really looks like a left turn. Yeah. And there is a 90 degree also. And that was throwing me for a while too, because Iron Man, as we're following him, when we're like staring at his, uh, the, his feet uh, right around 40 seconds or so, 42 seconds, he's turning 90 degrees from whatever it must be like just below 42nd Street up back onto Park Avenue to join Cap. So there are these moves throughout this that are kind of hard to tell because we end up so close to the action sometimes that it makes it a little tricky to track. I'm watching Pete do the math, like, yeah. <laughs> visually. Because she turns the off. Like, she goes a different way, and now he's... They cut away before she actually hits the Yui. Like, yeah. That's, that, <laughs> that's not good, Tig. Yeah, it's like a weird cut on action, where we're going to yeah. cut on action, but we're going to come in, and the action's already mostly done. But the thing is, they're, like, frames <laughs> off. Like, it feels yeah. like they're so close to fixing it, like, totally yeah. snatching defeat from the jaws of victory. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yeah. yes. It is frustrating. But it is a great one mm -hmm. and this is really the For design. Sure. Again, kind of following last time that we had you two on, it was the hero shot. We're looking at all of our heroes. This is another moment where it's kind of a celebratory shot because we're actually going to construct a shot where we actually get to see what each of the team members are doing to kind of help defeat the Chitauri. And we're starting with Natasha as she's on this sled and she's working to kind of fight these things. We see Iron Man and we'll see Captain America and we'll see Hawkeye all mm -hmm. in this part yeah. of it. I mean, how does it play? Do you like the way that we're doing this one or to kind of build this sense of the team? Every single time I watched it, I was like, this is the, this is what we're here for. Yep. This is what we're, this is what we signed up for is like, Iron Man. Now we haven't gotten Iron Man in our in our stuff yet. Never like in my mind, Iron Man never looks this cool before or after. Like this shot where it's like blam 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 land combo 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 take off more combo combo. Oh, so good. I Just I so agree. Good. I think there's only like one moment in Infinity War where I feel like he kind of comes close to it, but it's also like I don't like that suit as much, but. So that kind of yeah. cheapens it for me. <laughs> uh, but like, I think, again, kind of like what I was talking about earlier in our last episode here of being reminiscent of what the comics look like. That's exactly like there are sometimes you get those splash pages where you get, you know, a bunch of frames and like action shots where there's no dialogue. It's just like, right. OK, we've been talking, we've done all this stuff. And now here it is like in like the the, the plan in motion and so, you know, seeing all those different things and it's almost like a uh, open concept version of a hallway scene for Marvel, right? Because Marvel loves to do those one shot hallway fights. And that's sort of what this is. It is a just a the what is a hallway but just, you know, 42nd Street. A street. Per yeah, exactly. That's mm -hmm. I think the opposite. Yeah, right, right. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, yeah. OK. Um, But I Depends. think that like. <laughs> If anything, the most comic booky moment, though, to me, for sure, because this is literally ripped from pages and also from uh, video games, is the moment where Iron Man is fighting and then, like, kind of comes and swoops in for a landing and is, like, sliding to a stop while prepping a move. And then as he stops, 
using the repulsors to create a beam in which the shield can reflect and and you know just sort of lay people out um in one it's of the coolest so cool. maneuvers and it's one of the things that I don't know if it was like something that existed and we cut it for time or what it's one yeah. of the things that the training montage? Oh no no I meant more of this is oh, something okay. <laughs> that I desperately wanted them to do one last time in Endgame mm. like to me if oh, you yeah. had had a moment on the battlefield where as they're fighting for him to land and do that move cuz you know he has a moment with rescue where they're not actually shooting anything um but uh you know it, when they, they do a kind of a somewhat similar move but if they had done that like with cap it would have just felt like i don't know it just would have come like really close to home is endgame the one with the thor and cap like with the shield and the hammer and they keep like hitting and th- and tossing it back and forth and whatever or am i making mm-hmm. up a scene yeah is that is that yeah, that's the one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So there's there's definitely like that sort of teamwork happening in yeah. that film. So we definitely still have that. But there's not to your point, we're not seeing it with Iron Man using it in this capacity where, hey, you've got that fantastic shield. Let's uh let's let I'm gonna blast it and then you can pivot to kind of take out a bunch of Chitari. It's it's a incredibly cool move yeah. to see how they do it here. Well, and frankly, they should be bouncing everything off that. Like, Thor should throw his hammer at it and bounce that into somebody. Like, everything should get bounced off of that shield. It's awesome. <laughs> it's a power move. That's what Cap does. He's the bouncing guy. We've, we've bounced Natasha. We've bounced the, right. the repulsor beam. <laughs> That's all of it. Uh, <laughs> I, now, I, now I want to have, in, the, in our last minute together, instead of uh, Tony offering him a ride, Cap says, no, just hop on my yeah. shield. I'll bounce <laughs> you up there. Exactly. Let's go. <laughs> get ready. Yeah. Uh, Come on, Lego. Yeah. But he just puts it on his back with Tony on like a like a ninja yeah. turtle. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Just like, all right, let's go. <laughs> right, right. So Tony flies up the side of the building, and as he does, he kind of blasts a few Chitari. And then I was like, why doesn't he take out those last two that are like right next to Hawkeye? Like it seems like that would probably be helpful because there's two coming up pretty close. But if you go frame by frame, you see that Tony actually does this spin and he's flying backwards. So it's like he's not even noticing that those two are there. But then it also, to a certain extent, we we are in a position where we kind of need to see Hawkeye also doing right. something cool. Yeah, he's we've already also talked there. about him. Yeah, not like not getting enough cool moments, and this is kind of that moment where it's like, okay, he's going to take that Chitari and he's going to shoot him right in the face. And not only that, but he is so fast that he he ducks to dodge a few uh, blasts from Pew-pews. a Chitari. Yeah, thing. yeah. So he's he's pretty pretty good here. Are we in agreement that it is? Cool. I would say yes because they're doing two things here, right? <laughs> One, I just want to say all of you hedged on that question. Before yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I saw the hesitancy from from them, but like I, my thought on this part of the scene is, is that like it seeing it in theaters the first time, I think I was like cool because it was a whole part of you know like a, a fuller picture, right? Looking at it when it's sort of separate, you're probably kind of like okay, and Hawkeye's there too, right? Uh, like go Clint, you know, but there's also now new context to that scene, which I was, which is what I was going to bring up. But I think that the the cool thing that they're doing here, they're doing two things. One, they are setting up future footage for another Marvel's you know series, and they do it unbelievably well when they like pull it back to that like in in a future date, just chef's kiss like shots that i don't know if they ever if they just came from bonus footage that where they got like extra coverage for for stuff or if they just again redid some of that stuff either way they they did it perfectly the second thing that they did 
is they set up the shot for a type of technology that we just truly don't use anymore and is so like, you know, like in the past, but that's the 3D shot. You know, that mm. this was the if you got the 3D glasses for this show, uh, this was one of those moments. You, you know? would get an arrow to the yeah, face. Yeah, you were going to get the, the arrow eye. coming at you just like, you know, Cap throws the shield in slow motion. Like in Friday the 13th. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. he, you know, in Cap uh, First Avenger, he throws the shield like super slow-mo so that it like comes out at you. And that's what this is going to be. It's going to be like, oh, oh, you know, so that you'll freak yeah, out and be right, like, oh, right. my God. Yeah, exactly. Train. Um, and you'll freak <laughs> out. But then they'll go, haha, just kidding. It's not actually coming at you. Whoa, <laughs> cinema. When the train right. crashes through the movie theater. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, I mean, you know, this is definitely the era of trying to come up with uh, the the next era after, of course, the 50s. But uh, trying to come arrow. up with those cool, uh, the, the next arrow. <laughs> that's right. Coming up with things for those 3D moments. Um, it's fun. I mean, honestly, uh, it, it works. They're having a lot of fun here. And, okay, Clint's not necessarily getting to do as much cool stuff as some of these other characters. But you know what? He's still in the fight. And that's what we get out of this. So, Why did they make the, the Chitauri make like a, like a, a dog noise? Like that noise was, was haunting. Me. I think it's to so make like, them animalistic he it like, so it's we like, don't feel bad. Because if they're two humans. I guess it's big better than. <laughs> I never wow. noticed it. It's yeah. a whimper. You're absolutely right. It's awful. If he was like, ouchie, 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 you would just be like, oh, that's silly. <laughs> See, this is what we made the Wilhelm scream for. And I just don't know why we wouldn't. Because I feel like that's still like too humanistic. It. I think that you that no. makes you feel bad for the guy. I feel like you shouldn't feel bad for the oh, Chitauri. No. <laughs> I'm can. just a pawn. There oh. are some funny Chitauri sounds um, that I've heard throughout the film as we've been kind of watching this that um, I, I often forget to bring them up because it's just one of those things where it's like, you know, the weird Chitauri sounds. But they are kind of funny and there there have been some some odd noises emanating from them there are definitely times where i'm like i'm not sure if they know what animal they're supposed to be kind of replicating <laughs> the sound because yeah. they have yeah, so many right. different ones exactly yeah, a little a little tricky a little tricky you know what's funny is that he the he, the bow and arrow guy like being the most close range fighting that we see in this scene is pretty funny like well <laughs> he's like right there it's like dude that it's a ranged weapon, my friend. Let's, he, let's well, and that's that's actually really funny. Just, and obviously, it's Hawkeye. Threw we won. an arrow off yeah. the building. It's yeah, right. Did. Yeah, you just stab the guy, man. <laughs> it's Hawkeye. Obviously, we want him using his arrows because that's kind of what he's known for. But yeah, this is, would be a perfect moment to pull out that fantastic dagger that he has that he was fighting Natasha with in the helicarrier. It's like yeah, use the that in this yeah. moment. That would make more sense because then you're not losing an arrow to something that you you know you're going to take down, but. Oh, well, I think the the big thing, though, that uh, for sure has to happen is at some point, at least one does have to get close by simply because they have to do a very classic. Uh Oh, I'm out of eras. And that's, you know, a little bit of foreshadowing. Yeah, yeah, but like, yeah. you know, I think that's exactly. one of the that like as far as like ranged weapon guys go uh, in this sort of regard, I feel like that's always like a almost like a trope of like you reach back and it's empty and you're like, <gasps> so you have to like find either something that you can make a makeshift one out of or sure. Pick, or pull you pull an out. old one out. Yeah. Arrows. Yeah, yeah. Some, mm -hmm. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. You have having to them go to the helps. store and use your gold. Yeah. yeah. You quickly arrows. search your map. <laughs> you, you pause the game. You look at your map and go, where's the nearby cache? Okay. Let me put a pinpoint. Let me fast travel. <laughs> Coming from the the scavengers themselves, the, their, <laughs> yeah. where's, their, where's their pot of gold? Right, arrow scavengers. Oh uh, well, 
All right, um, you two. Let's wrap this minute up. It's been great chatting with you again. Minute 117. Tell everybody again one last time about your podcast and where they can tune in. Sure. Uh, we are the Timeline Scavengers. Um, you can find us at Timeline Scav on Twitter. And, uh, you know, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, th- we are uh, going through the MCU in historical order, which means we're starting with the beginning of time, and ending with the end of time, and then everything in between. But, like, flashbacks take place when the flashback took place as opposed to when the flashback is happening. And uh, fun, real quick fun fact, Colin and I have a plan for how we're going to do big battle scenes, which is, when wa- when I was watching this, hurting my brain how we're going to actually make this or the organization of this work yeah because the battle of new york is like one big thing right yeah. and so we 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 we've talked about following a character for an episode like this is the iron man's view of the battle mm-hmm. of new york or whatever but when they're you're gonna weave in and out of right. characters it's gonna be like timestamp central yeah like yeah. even more That's than it has mess. been before so uh, yeah. we'll have to figure out what we're gonna tricky, do that but tricky, tricky. yeah it's gonna our, our show's gonna be there forever um so come join us we're gonna um be sort of finishing up um mcu origins and then going into captain marvel uh with to close out 2023 yeah we Fantastic. will die before the mcu does I guarantee it. I, I don't know anything about that feeling. Um, yeah. I have a question. Last time you were on, we were talking about um, we were talking about lessons that you've learned from watching this. Does do you have any new insights? I'm curious uh, if you've discovered any continuity foibles that really stick out to you watching these in order. But like, not like Howard Stark looks different, sort of stuff. Yeah, there's been a few here and there. I think sometimes it comes from. Uh, Either, again, like the idea of we filmed these two things so separately and now we need to find a way to make things work so things kind of get retconned a little bit. Um, But also, for sure, there's been moments where I don't necessarily know if it's continuity, but it is a thing of when you're watching it quickly and there's a five-second moment, you don't really take the time to think in full why that moment is there. And But once you are really looking at it through a very small little, you know, magnifying glass or whatever suddenly you go wait why would they say this or why would they do this so like it gets like continuity weird in terms of like would this character actually do or say this this feels strange there's a part in uh i'm listening i'm like wicked mind on my own show but um uh a part i'm listening to we just i just uh was super clever shouting out myself um on a synopsis (laughs) where they uh uh, Tony or no Howard is talking to Peggy about uh, Project Rebirth and explaining to her about Project Rebirth when they were both right. like yeah they were both there like we yeah Howard Man's yeah little, I know yeah. man like yeah. I was right, there. right 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 <laughs> the part that you said and then I was like this that was me right. that was me those <laughs> <laughs> oh so, so stuff awesome. like that where it's like I didn't think about it when I was watching the show, but like once you've established, you've spent so much time in Captain America, then to go into Agent Carter and be like, I know that you have to reestablish stuff for a show. Yeah, right? and for the but audience. it's weird how yeah. you'd reestablish that. Yeah, like, right, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, so. But uh, it's, well, it's an awesome show. Everybody should you. subscribe. Thank you. I love the show. Thank you. It's easy, easy subscribe. Definitely check it out. We'll have the links in the show notes. Uh, we certainly appreciate you two joining us. This is your last time this season, so thank you so much for being a part of season six, of The Avengers. We definitely appreciate having you both. Thank you for adding this season to the end of that. I was like, oh, oh boy, 
Tough news to take alive. <laughs> it was a judgment call right in the moment. Yeah, right time, there. Yeah. Yeah. Right. This season, yeah. <laughs> uh, definitely appreciate it. Uh, thank you both so much. We'll be back tomorrow with another guest for Minute 118. Mike Gravano. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Gravano. <laughs> uh, so, Pete, thanks as always. Oh, Andy, tomorrow we get some heroic bros riding Big Worm into the ground. But we're not here next. Oh, it's oh, never forget. Oh, I see what you did <laughs> <Yeah>. there. <laughs> you took it again. You took the ball. Until next time, true believers. Marvel Movie Minute is a production of True Story FM, engineering by Andy Nelson. This season's music is Message to the World by Anthony Vega, and this season's show art is by Winston Yapo. Find the show at truestory.fm. If your podcast app allows ratings and reviews, please consider doing that for our show. <laughs>